You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey, hockey fans. Have you ever needed an excuse to buy a new jersey? Would winning a cool hockey gift card be reason enough? Well, from May 1st to June 1st, any jersey purchased through our link will automatically enter you into a draw to win a $175 gift card to coolhockey.com. All you have to do is go to www.coolhockey.com slash THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. Buy the jersey that you should already have by now. Panarin, Kako, heck, maybe even Adam Fox. Then go on Twitter and tell us which jersey you ordered so we can connect you with your purchase for the live drawing on June 6th. That's it. Anybody who buys a jersey through our link before June 1st will have a shot at a $175 gift card thanks to our friends at Cool Hockey. Oh, and if we see 10 sold by May 15th, we'll make it a $200 gift card. So make sure to use promo code THPN for 30% off. It's about $75. One last time, that's www.coolhockey.com slash THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? It's finally time to get that Kako jersey, Panarin, Fox. You buy one, you can get a chance to win a gift card, and then you can have two, which, as everyone knows, is better than one. So visit www.coolhockey.com slash THPN today. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is episode 57. Andy and I are back just to talk about the New York Rangers, the NHL draft, and a couple miscellaneous things that are going on right now as summer approaches and the question marks grow bigger, and we don't know what the hell is going on, and I don't think really anybody does. It's just a waiting game. I think all the major sports are just waiting for the government to say, you know what, everything's back open. You know, you're, you can you can you know do the season without any fans and give them the green light to just be able to get something going for the summer. But uh, Andy and I are going to kind of you know break down some NHL uh, Ranger stories and talk about the NHL draft and what the, what it means for the Rangers and and basically the rest of the league because there's a lot that has to happen in order for the NHL draft, I think, to be fair. So we'll get into that later. Andy, how's it going? It's going good. Uh, Just before we get to that, I do want to mention that I got some really good feedback uh, on our top, our each of our top five favorite hockey movie lists, along with a little bit of pushback from some people who shall not be named. Mm -hmm. Uh, They thought we are our ranking of the mighty ducks movie was crazy. And they also felt that some of the comments we made regarding uh slap shot were a little off base, but Hey, that's we, we welcome that. We told people, if you disagree, let us know, chime in. We always like feedback and just to know where you're at. But yeah, that was a lot of fun, but I think we've taken, like you said, we've taken a bit of a sojourn from actually talking about, uh, hard, you know, hard hockey stuff and news. So, uh, we let we let some things get on the back burner, so perfect time uh, to address it. You know? Yeah, yeah. A couple of people reached out to me, um, pretty much breaking our balls on not knowing Hendrick Sports. 
<laughs> I don't know why Hendrix slipped my mind and it took us so long to like realize that was the name. Um, but you know, I don't know something about it. Maybe Jimi Hendrix popped into my head and I was like, I don't think it's like that. But anyway, uh, yeah, we had our balls broken with that. Also a movie that I didn't think of that maybe could have cracked my list. If someone said it to me that day was, uh, was it Jack Frost with Michael, Michael Michael Keaton? Yeah. And I guess that's a hockey movie. Um, maybe one of the most depressing movies of all time. So I don't know. I don't know where that stands with me, but the J shot, which is so funny because it literally is just like a snapshot. Like uh, they just made up a shot that already exists for the movie, which is pretty amazing. But yeah. Did you know that there's a horror movie called Jack Frost about a serial killer who gets turned into a snowman and then just goes around killing people as like a giant snowman who happens to have the soul of a serial killer inside of him? You know what? (laughs) <laughs> is, that, is that movie older yeah it's it's like an it's like a late 80s early 90s. okay yes because so, i remember always going to like blockbuster and seeing that movie there and being like i want to get that like and then obviously no one's it for no one's gonna you know pick I, that movie i but, wonder how many parents thought they were getting jack frost for their kids and accidentally put uh that jack frost on and scarred their children for life you know what that's not i mean yeah i bet you I bet you that happened. I wonder if if anybody's listening and that happened to them, because I'm sure yeah. most people out here probably saw Jack Frost as a kid. And, and it, that, ooh, it came out, it came out uh, literally maybe like 13 months before the, the other one. So the timing is perfect. Okay. Yeah, this Jack so, Frost came out, the horror one came out in like 97 and then uh, the Michael Keaton one is 1998. That's like right. Th- yeah. So that definitely makes sense. I, if anyone has that, if anyone has had that happen to them, please contact us because I would love to hear more about <laughs> Jack Frost, the serial killer movie. Yeah, realistically, I'm just not going to ever watch it's, that. It's probably a better movie too. <laughs> probably, probably is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I guess you want to just jump in right into the New York. Actually, you know what? I got something to say. I lost my water this week, um, so we had to leave, and I was on a boil the water notice for like two days which is one of the more outrageous things in the entire world that like before you did anything with the water you have to boil it first like i don't even like boiling water when i'm about to eat pasta let alone like brush my teeth or take a shower like spare me i don't have time to be boiling water so you have to boil it and then let it cool down if you want to brush your teeth or else you're gonna put scalding hot water on your gums while you brush your teeth yep Nope, you can't. And I mean, I don't know what kind of like rule that is, but I mean, I know what it's doing. Obviously, it's killing the bacteria in it. But uh, yeah, it was just a mess. This week has been like a mess. Still no unemployment, not here back from New York State. So just another week where, you know, I my life is in limbo pretty much. And so is the hockey world. So let's get let's get into it. Let's get into um Let's get into Zuccarello and his comments. Uh, obviously, they weren't in English, so I really don't know his tone or you know his demeanor. And you know he could have been being somewhat sarcastic or kind of joking around. But um, if you want to break down the story for people, Andy or I can of what happened. Yeah. So uh, an interview with Matt Zuccarello in his uh, native Norway came out and. Basically, the gist of the story was he was commenting on how the New York Rangers are treating Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, and in a nutshell, his comments were basically that they didn't really show him any loyalty, even though he showed them loyalty. And now they're what they're doing to Lundqvist, who is a franchise legend, is even worse. And that's basically it. It was, you know, much ado. I think it's one of those things where um, well, I mean, another thing he mentioned is that the, one of the reasons he chose Minnesota is because uh, he didn't he only had to play in New York once uh, a year. I don't know what that means. Is it because it's just the me- it's the memories too harsh? Like, <sighs> you know, and I don't like listen, man, Wayne Gretzky got traded. So <laughs> like M- I don't multiple times. I love and I love yeah and I love Matt Zuccarello but I don't want to I don't want to hear it from him like I understand I, I think a part of it is that he 
originally when his first deal came up, he took a team friendly deal to get something done because they were nickel and diming him a bit, uh, despite, you know, and whatever the size thing or just the just because they felt he, they could or he hadn't he was obviously he was at that time he hadn't cemented himself as like the emotional center of the Rangers yet. So. So, yeah, I think he definitely feels slighted. Uh, I mean, now with this with Henrik Lundqvist, like it's a tough like sport. <laughs> who uh yeah i think it was maybe it was uh mark bergevin in montreal said that you know if you want loyalty like get a dog like come on man it's sports it's a business it sucks it's fickle it's a cruel mistress but eli manning had way worse done to him than henrik lundquist so and but you just gotta handle it with you know and grace and you know i just it's not a it's i i under i you know you i do feel for the human in all this humans, I guess I should say between Hank and Zug. And that is tough. You, you have an emotional connection to the city and you think you'll play there. And they're the ones who, one of the only teams that took a chance on you and you feel like that's your home and then you get moved. But I don't, you know, I don't want to hear the only reason I chose Minnesota is because they only play in New York. Once you could have stayed in Dallas and probably been a better team, but the, why did you choose Minnesota? Because they gave you that extra million and they gave you the extra year. So yeah, that doesn't sound like loyalty to me. <laughs> you know? He wasn't loyal to Dallas. <laughs> like Hell no, he should have been. Like I'm sure they wanted to keep him. They probably just, uh, especially considering how good he was in that short stint, he was with them. He was one of their better play- players in the playoffs. I know he got hurt in his first game, which sucked, but um, he was like amazing for two periods. He had like the best debut ever and he like broke his, his wrist in the third, but then he came back for the playoffs and he was good. Like, so they probably just didn't want to give him the full, like they don't, cause they had some contracts, but he, you know, Zook probably said, I want Minnesota. One of those teams, I, their GM who got fired shortly after that said he was like a lizard and was willing to give him the extra uh, term and money. So Zook took it. That doesn't sound like loyalty to me. So no, um, Zook, yeah, Zook is kind of showing some colors that I wish he just never showed because he was one of my favorite Rangers of all time. I mean, I went to his game when Minnesota came back to New York. He got a standing ovation. If this interview came out before that game, I wouldn't have gone. Because I don't know what Zook is. I, I want to sit Zook down and sit there and be like, how, how, how would you like the New York Rangers to handle Lundquist's situation? He's 38 years old. What do you mean they haven't showed him loyalty? He's been a lifelong New York Ranger, and you have two goalies that are clearly better than him. Hank cannot play, you know, 82 games a year. We're moving in a, in a day and age where a, a team needs to platoon two goalies to be successful during the regular season. It's almost a must. And, and we're also, it, it's also a league where teams are bringing up these goalies out of nowhere, and they're absolutely dominating the NHL. So don't tell me that the Rangers have done wrong by Henrik Lundqvist. If anything, Henrik Lundqvist has done wrong by the New York Rangers by not requesting a trade. Read the room, Hank. Read the room, Zook. You're completely wrong. And I, I have no idea what he's even thinking. And, I, and I, the only guess that I could possibly take is that he's butthurt that the Rangers traded him. Because guess what? At the end of the day, Zook's stats were never overwhelming. People only loved him because of his effort. It was never because he was a great hockey player. Like, listen, he had some amazing plays. He was a very good passer. But at the end of the day, he never won a cup here. He never led the league in scoring. He was the Rangers probably leading scorer, but with like 70 points, nothing overwhelming. And and you know what? I'm glad we traded him. I mean, we, we got a great deal for him. And you went to Minnesota because they paid you the most. You were looking to get paid after you failed to win a cup in, in New York. And I don't begrudge you because you, you gave it everything you had. I do truly believe it. And if you didn't get knocked out, was it by McDonough's shot, Andy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably would have won the cup that year. Yeah. So listen, spare me your bullshit, Zook. I, I'm like, I don't want to hear from you ever again <laughs> until you retire. And you, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just like well, one of those things where it's like, yeah. It's so frustrating that some of these players literally can't read the room. Dude, Hank's 38. What do you mean they're doing him wrong? Well, I mean, McDonough gets traded. The captain, Girardi gets bought Our out. last who, two who, captains. Who is, yeah, who, you know, who was there for so long. It's just, I again, I understand, but 
it just like i guess there is a part of me that tries to sympathize with the human but i just i don't think he considering that players far more important than him uh or at least on paper maybe more important and with more status in the in the organization than him were traded or or bought out or let go i don't think he really has a leg to to stand on you know kevin hayes was upset i mean i think with new york it's tough because it's such an awesome market to play in and you know uh, it's a great organization to play for you know what i mean yeah everyone kind of has come out of the woodwork since then you know kevin hayes is like oh they didn't believe in me like i didn't want to get traded well no yeah of course you don't because you're in new york city you you you're the talk of the town you can get into any restaurant you want you can go to any nightclub you want you can you can yeah it's just an amazing place to play and then you get shipped off to winnipeg or whatever and yeah it's not the same it's like it's it feels like a death (laughs) you know but these players are acting like they're 100 point players no, I know that too. Uh, but you guys here's are the middle. Thing. You're you're two players. You're nobody in this league. You guys Gretzky, are. Or, Gretzky was a hundred point player when he got traded. So like again, it's just like I don't. There is no loyalty in sports. Like tell yourself that. Be thankful for every day. Like I think, you know, there. I think there are there are instances sometimes where it's clear cut. Like oh, they really did him dirty. Like, but it's again, you I you have players have rights, but like management has the right to not pay you what they don't want to pay you. And they have the right not to use you if they don't want to. And they have the right to trade you. You didn't have your contract. You didn't negotiate it. Well, I don't like how much more money do these guys want? You guys are tier two (laughs) players. You guys are the the compliments to the actual all-stars. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are nobodies. Hank, listen, Hank was an all-star. He, without a doubt, but he's 38 years old playing a, a, a position where you're the most relied upon player on the ice at the end of the day. Like that's fucking crazy to think that the Rangers did him wrong. The only thing Zook could ever say is that I thought management never put real offensive talent in front of him. Oh, but that would be slighting yourself. Wouldn't it Zook? Cause you couldn't get the job done. Hank stood on his head, all those playoff runs, but you and your little crew of misfits couldn't get it. Couldn't get it done. And I said, trade Hank because Hank was disguising all the problems that was in front of him. Now, are they, did they do him wrong this year? No. You have two goalies that are better. And he's 38 years old. Hank, go chase a cup. Read the room a little bit. Get the fuck out of New York. You can win, you can win something and solidify your Hall of Fame career. But no, you're going to go down and you're going to fight this thing out because you want to stay in New York, because you have endorsement deals up the wazoo, and you want to play in your little band and you want to wear suits and shit like that and feel important in New York City. I mean, I get it. But at the end of the day, don't say we boned you because you have a couple kids in their young, younger 20, mid-20s that want that spot. And they're playing a hell of a lot better than you are. So bite me, Hank and Zook. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah. You know, I you hope that when time, things settle down or the things wind down time heals most wounds and even you know even Girardi was obviously mad when he got bought out but whatever he, he goes to Tampa he does his thing and now he does plenty of stuff for the organization it pops up and yeah just it's you know I, I know it hurts but just you know, whatever and I, at the same time it's like it would be one thing if you were the only guy who was shipped out but they shipped out so many players you know what I mean Hank didn't get shipped out so they clearly could have like like you know uh, I assume Stahl might be bought out and he's been with the organization forever, you know? I mean, if, the Rangers uh, shipped out all players that weren't that great. If if everyone in the league got a compliance buyout tomorrow, goodbye, Brent Seabrook, who's been with Chicago since they were bad before they got good and was with them that whole time, you know? Goodbye. Like, every team has a guy, you know, uh, every team has a guy who's was an important for to these organizations for a long time, probably over a decade, but it's it yeah it's you have you can't let at a certain point you're a net negative and it stinks because i know we're all human beings but sports is a business and it sucks so yeah it's i it's one thing if he was like i it upset me because i was felt like okay i can understand that but then to like start trying to you know platform and soapbox like oh it's bullshit what they're doing like come on man like and i understand they're friends and he's trying to like stick up for him a bit or whatever but i don't know it just i'm with you i think it was it was a you know i thought it was like crazy and off base but 
whatever. And, 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 well, I got one more comment, and it's all because yeah, yeah, sure. he's stuck in Minnesota. He doesn't want to be there, and he's bitter, and he's going to cry. He's going to cry like a little baby in Minnesota. He's never going to win a cup because the truth is that Minnesota is probably further away than everyone in the entire league to win a Stanley Cup. They have awful contracts. They're old. They're worn out, and, and he's going to you know, play out his NHL career in Minnesota because he took the money, and he's going to be cry like a little baby because he couldn't get the job done in New York. Spare me, Zoop. I love you, but spare me. All right, all right. What do you what do you want to talk about next? Well, so I guess we should talk about. Uh, I guess we'll talk about the fact that it seems that the the league is pushing to push the draft up to June, to before uh, this either the regular season concludes or the playoffs uh, start. And I know everyone's initial thought is, "What? How would that work? How do you even know who slots where?" And there's been memos sent around by the league, according to you know, Darren Dredger and Elliot Friedman. And, and the gist of them is they're pushing for to do to do it early and then but have like a clause where um, like teams would have like a week or two to to like mo- like after things are done to like renege on it on any moves or trade or conditional futures that might get swapped to, you know, in exchange for picks. So. Uh, Again, well, I don't understand. You can't do it. Yeah, I don't understand how that works. I don't. I don't think it makes sense. Um, because again, if you whatever you do there, it locks you in in the playoffs. You can't. You know, I, I know there was a. You know, there's because right now, even though it's like they're sending memos out, there's still nothing set in stone. They have to get enough people to sign off on it, or at least have it make sense. And I'm sure some GMs, depending on what the scenario is, like I'm sure Jeff Gorton is furious because uh, we had mentioned there was a scenario being talked about uh, where that only the, I believe the top six teams in each division would make the playoffs. So you have extra teams included in the playoffs, but at the same time, it has nothing to do with wild cards. So it's like teams like uh, Buffalo... I'm sorry, not Buffalo, but like there are teams in like the Atlantic that would make it over the Rangers despite having like at least 10 less points, which would be crazy, which is fine. Yeah. But on the same on the same, uh, you know, on the other side of the coin, that that would meant that the team, the seven teams that didn't make it were all guaranteed uh, a top seven pick in the draft. The teams that don't make it, which would be amazing because you're like, all right, you don't get in, but you're clearly rewarded. Uh, They it sounded like they might make it just because you're in the seven, that doesn't mean you all have a shot at first overall. I think they might make that only the, the, you know, the bottom three teams have a shot for first overall, then maybe the, the middle, whatever, four have a shot for second and then so on and so forth. Just so it's not like a team you missed a playoff by one point and then you can get Alexis Lafreniere over Detroit who like clearly needs it. So no, I get no, it, no, but no, 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 no. Don't, don't but, tell me that that's fair. If you don't miss, if you don't make the playoffs, you have a shot at the number one overall pick. That's just, I mean, you want to change the odds a little bit, you can, but at the end of the well, day, well, I think that's what that's what I that's what I'm saying. I think that's what they're they're doing. They're weighing it. They they have to change it to weigh it heavier. Not that I don't think that. At, well, I mean, what I was reading from the what they were floating is that that those teams in the I don't know. I I think everyone in the in the bottom seven. I, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. I think everyone in the bottom seven has a shot at first overall, but anyone after that, because usually the the lottery range is was what like one through fifteen, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think anyone from like seven to fifteen does not get a lottery pick. You're you're out and you're out. You don't get a shot. So I think the I do think the top seven would get a shot, unless I'm reading that wrong. But here's the problem: right now, there's so many. Sorry, I live in the middle of Pandemic Central, so now there's well, no. A, it, it'd be a little <laughs> bit different because you would you would weigh you would weigh the set. So the, it'd be Rangers, Devils, Ottawa, Detroit, Chicago, L.A., and San Jose. So that's seven teams. Those seven teams have a shot at the number one overall pick. Yeah, and then any but any team. Let's say the teams that. Like from the second teams play in the playoffs and get eliminated, like you get eliminated the first round or whatever. Like it's just then. But here's the thing: I have seen 
things uh, talk that the league has floated only l- allowing uh the like the bottom three teams having a shot and that's the problem there's a lot of information floating around right now and i don't think i i think they're just like we said they're floating things to tr- and like sending memos out to gms about what they're thinking about doing to try to a gauge reaction and b see what is the best i i am with you that like i mean i'm i will say this i am of two minds because i'd be absolutely pissed if like if because there's only seven teams in the lot like my chances uh you you think your chances would be greater but like i'm with you i think every team should have a shot at at uh, or, or at least everyone that doesn't make the team the playoff should have a shot at right. Lafreniere. so, so the, i'm sorry if, if i conveyed that differently no, 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 and and you're just relaying what the NHL is trying to say, and what they're yeah, it's confusing too, talking like, through, and obviously it doesn't really make any sense when they're saying that, you know, if like they're gonna basically make it so that the you know the order of the standings right now will be the draft order. I mean, if they if they said that, yeah. that would make the most sense. Listen, the draft order is straight up uh, point percentage, and that's it. And that, and just walk away. And that's the situation this year. I'm sorry, there's yep. no lottery system. I would I would accept that. I think everyone would have to accept it. Because at the end yeah. of the day, it's like you're really gonna be like people are dying. You're really gonna bitch about this, and that's what I would say. Yeah. No, like, I agree. I I absolutely agree with you. Like, there was no like, there's no guarantee that you know the Rangers would have made the playoffs or not made the playoffs. So it's point percentage, and uh, that's the draft order, and that's it. Like. You know, and then another scenario that wouldn't make sense to me is you don't finish any of the regular season. You just do the top three teams from each division and you you play a little mini Stanley Cup finals game. You know what I mean? Where you have yeah. the one the one play, the th- three, excuse me, from the opposite division, the two plays and uh, or I'm sorry, the one would play, you know, the lowest seed, essentially, and the two twos play each other. So, but you flip flop the divisions, obviously. So, and like, and that's it. And it's everyone knows it's not a real Stanley Cup. No matter what they do this year, no, everyone knows it's not a real Stanley Cup. The, the players are not really gonna. They'll try, but they're not gonna really try. And then you know, it, if you do want to finish the season, that means you realistically have to delay next season. And then, like, what, like, what is this? Like, what are you trying to accomplish here? This is a pandemic. We're talking about a sport. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. Either cancel the season or do something so abbreviated that it only takes like a month to finish up. I don't know. Am I, am I yeah. crazy? No, I, you know, I don't think there's a, no matter what happens, like, like you said, we're, <laughs> uh, the situation is pretty dire out there. So there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no catch all that satisfies everyone. You know, all you can try to do is incentivize as much as possible for the people that are quote unquote getting screwed if they feel that way. You know, I would hope Rangers management wouldn't throw a, although at the same time, I think it does behoove them to try to throw a fit just to make sure they get as much in their favor as they can. You know what I mean? But that's kind of, I think it's just good business. And it's also that like you, I think they have to, yeah, I don't know. It's like one of those things that you have to, to, to make it look, but if I'm, Behind closed doors, if I'm told, like, listen, Rangers, I'm sorry, you're not making the playoffs, but we're guaranteeing you a top seven pick. Like, I am ecstatic. You know, I'm I mean, I'm in a heartbeat right now. Are you kidding me? Because as it stands, if they try to finish the, you know, if they try to, if they just say the season is canceled, the Rangers, just based on points percentage, would fit, would, would be slotted, what, 15? And mm-hmm. that there is a, there's a pretty big difference between some of the players that are slot to go one to seven and the ones that are going, you know, whatever, let's say. 15, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, because just being a, like a, a guy who loves prospects, like I right now it sounds like, oh, they might draft like Dylan Holloway who plays for uh, Wisconsin because he's a big center who ultimately is not, not very offensive, but he's a good skater and he's like a good two way guy or Anton Lindell, who's the same thing. It's like, although like, Rangers fans probably lose their minds because they think it's Leah Sanderson 2.0 or something. But if you're one to seven, like some combination of Lafreniere, Byfield or Stutzel and someone's going to fall like, uh, you know, Jamie Drysdale will probably go early for it because Rangers don't need a defenseman. They probably won't. So that means like 
if they could get Lucas Raymond, I would, oh my God, I'd lose my mind. If they could get uh, Alexander Holt, I'd be less ecstatic, but he's still an amazing top flight offensive player. If you could get uh, Marco Rossi or Cole Perfetti, one of the two. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a huge difference and it makes, and honestly, if you look at the way, you know, (laughs) Leas Anderson, not, maybe bearing out although i guess the future's not set in stone with him like that changes like thing you know what i mean so the fa- if they could add one more at least you would hope guaranteed to play in the nhl top six offensive player that's huge you know what i mean yeah absolutely huge as opposed to adding a guy who there's a chance like he tops out at being a you know a middle six center who's good defensively but can maybe pot one here or there you know what i mean that's a huge difference so yeah. i have a question for you too what sure. what, what would they do with arizona's uh first round pick well isn't oh, that you, contingent you, you on mean, you mean carolinas well no well it doesn't arizona and new jersey have a, a clause like that like if arizona makes the playoffs it becomes oh well first that round? well yeah that, yeah that's the other like, thing does that that's what i was in the playoffs it's like that's you, what i yeah that's what i was didn't know about so i do wonder what they're going to do with that information i didn't read anything that said that i saw people saying like openly speculating online but i, don't, I haven't seen anything concrete because again this is all just conjecture and and hearsay and just like uh people reporting that the league has been floating this idea which might break bear out like this so it's just like i don't know what they do with those uh, conditional picks and how that works out and even if they did something like what i said with the top three from each division it's like well you just eliminated five teams you know from the from the playoffs essentially on each each side of the conference so it's 10 teams total like does that team count as really missing the playoffs it's like they're just i'm sorry you're cutting two off from each but like yeah the wild card is so important so essentially yeah. you're you're losing four teams out of the playoffs. Like, and you know, Arizona could always argue like, no, we would have made it. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, we were supposed, you know, we were, or it's like, we're supposed to, you know, teams that are like conditional, they get a first, if they make it to like through the first round and it looked like they were going to make it and then they get nicked because of the new rules, like, because they, they couldn't finish the regular season. Yeah. uh, Again, I think it goes back to what you said, James, and that it's, unfortunately teams are going to have to pay maybe they come up with some form of like compensation somehow or something to like sweeten to lessen the blow i I don't know but no matter what happens someone's going to be furious and honestly it's like right now we're talking about ooh, this situation where the rangers automatically get a seven pick even though they they might have made the playoffs like that's fine with me i have a feeling that when they finally say you and i are going to be on here we'll be cursing up a storm because we'll be so you know fucking mad about what the league comes up in a way that like not only does it like screw the rangers out of the playoffs it like puts them in a bad spot and we're gonna be so mad but i guess let's not let's not get prematurely angry because i could just see it now i I feel it in my bones like we're gonna be pissed no matter what happens but i just have a feeling that's that's what's going to happen that no matter what everyone's going to be upset and say why are they doing it like this and you know but I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to to make everyone happy. So hopefully you're just not the, you're just not the team that's like literally in the worst spot where you're not getting what you want and it's like you know actively I mean, screwing I'm, you. If I'm Gary Bettman, you do the thing that makes the most sense. It's you base the draft order on the efforts put forth by the organizations prior to the coronavirus coming down. No one's getting an advantage going into this new playoff format. You just do it by point percentage. And listen, that hurts the Rangers. No, it does. So, and then, but it seems so, does seem like the fairest way. It's like it's listen, we can finish. Way. We cap. We'll cap. Let's say we'll just cap. Yeah, we'll cap everyone at a certain number of games. You know. Yeah, and uh, and, and maybe they maybe they somehow take like of those games they like how many games extra. Maybe they'll like if you won what how many over. Maybe they'll substitute whatever. I don't know. Say like all right, well you know I don't know. But yeah, win percentage based on. It, it was a finite number it's capped and this is what it is that seems like the most fair way i don't know why you would be upset then you can because at the end of the day saying like oh we were heating up it's like yeah well that's arbitrary like you know this is the circumstances we're in that seems like the most fair thing but again if i know that there's a scenario out there that could possibly get the rangers a top seven overall pick you can bet your ass i'm going to be like pushing for them to get that If you're anything like me, you've probably neglected grooming below the belt because you're afraid of cuts and nicks. Well, luckily for us, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free 
thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. When I tell you this is a premium, I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. There's an LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trim. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Oh, and let's not forget about the charging stand. You can show your lawnmower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want to give you the chance to experience it firsthand for yourself. You get 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code THPN at manscaped.com. That's THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network. Visit manscaped.com today and pick up their new lawnmower 3.0 electric trimmer. Your balls will thank you. Yeah, I mean, and you know, but I mean, obviously that's what we want, but that's like not the, not, it's not the really, fairest way. It's not no. the fairest way. But no. we, I mean, also like looking at this and stuff like that, maybe they do it based off of like your last 25 games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the playoffs, yeah. You know, yeah, the, stand, the standings based off the last 25 games. So you, you do, you know, four top four teams from each division. And it's based off your last four games, or I'm sorry, your last like 25 games. Whereas the Rangers would be like the one seed. <laughs> like or something like that. I mean, you could do it like that just for the playoffs. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I don't know why people really want like to make the playoffs right now. If you have a chance at a number one overall pick. Like, is anyone really going to respect this Stanley cup? I mean, like, I don't even think it's going to be viewed as like the same way. The, the, you know, the, the lockout seasons, I mean, those make sense because there wasn't like a pandemic going on. Like they just had, you know, obviously different issues, but they got it squared away and there was a season, whether it was shortened or not, there still was a season. This is like, different because these players are not really on the ice they're not you know they're working out at home they can't be around people the organization can't really do anything behind behind the scenes and you know if you're going to try to figure out this whole draft thing you really need to finish the the season first then like if it's really that important then just postpone the draft why do these players need to get drafted right away like they can't get drafted in october yeah i don't you know, and especially if the, if the regular season is not going to start till December, because uh, you can imagine that if the NHL isn't starting to, their season till December, that doesn't mean the OHL is not starting in September. You know what I mean? Everything's getting pushed back, like in some or truncated in some way, shape, or form. So again, I don't understand why. You know, I know do know that an article came out in the Athletic that was trying to like I forget who it was, uh, so forgive me, but um, maybe I'll post it on our Twitter, but basically why they were advocating for pushing or why they think it makes the most sense to push the draft forward. Uh, and again, I, I, I'm on face value. I struggle to come up with ways why it makes sense, you know, especially. Yeah. I, like, you know, they're not going to play any more games. Their seasons are over. So on that front, it doesn't make any more sense. Uh, I think the faster you, you would think that while this is happening, the Rangers aren't just thinking about what they're, future is for the if they are going to be in the player for next year they're they're thinking about their prospects who they want to develop and need to play so the faster yes they're not going to be eligible for the playoffs obviously but the faster you know who you can have in your system uh i think that's the only thing is that probably it's like if they draft early they can have you know who is uh like your property and then you can make arrangements for them to what they have to do next and that's the only that's honestly the only thing I can think about why that might be preferred. But other than that, like they're not going anywhere. Like, I just don't I don't get no one's going anywhere, even if they know, like until because there's so many other factors like international travel bans and and just how based on different areas, especially New York being so heavily like. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. But uh, right. It's like, maybe. Where the, like, yeah, that's another thing, too. It's like. I feel like a lot of these people that are making these decisions, like, do they not like, or I shouldn't say making these decisions because a lot of them are in New York. Like, are they, do they have connections? Like, are they speaking to politicians? Like, do they have representatives that uh, are are involved in decision making at that level? Like, why, like, why is this so like definite? I mean, I can't even go outside. Like, I'm not allowed outside. I live, you know, I, I live in Jersey City, which is right outside New York City. Um, and I can't go outside. 
am I, <laughs> so you're telling me that like you're planning on coming back. What do they want to do June? Yeah. I mean, that's what they were looking at. I, I think they were that, uh, have that early June, they have camp and then playoffs so, go on. There's and then, no reason. Sorry to cut you off, but they're no, no, saying no. there's no reason why you and I can't get back to work and the NHL is allowed to have a season. And if you're going to yeah. say that you're going to test these people, why are they getting, you know, preferential treatment in terms of testing? Why don't, why aren't like workers like us who are unemployed because of this virus allowed to get tested and then get back to work? No, exactly. And, you know, uh, the human element at the end of this, whether people and, you know, they're trying to, because the other thing is this is an assumption that there's not going to be significant pushback or at least like partisanship within the NHLPA. Because I understand that a young single guy who lives alone, who's especially if their family is like overseas or whatever, and only makes a uh, hundred thousand, you know, or whatever he's on the ELC makes 500 K. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're telling you, you're going to take a 40% cut because there's not revenue or just because of the, the, this, the hit, this has revenue so to your escrow. And he's like, well, hell, like I'll play. I don't want to take a a hit, like if if this doesn't go down. But then you have the guy who's made how many millions of dollars, who has a wife and kids and doesn't want to get them sick. It's 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 really interesting because I honestly I think there's I'm very curious to because it I feel like the NHLPA has been pretty hush hush because they haven't been a probably haven't been flowing anything yet, and b they understand there's probably going to be some divisiveness uh, within from within about this. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially because I've already heard, you know, you've already heard rumblings about LeBron James coming out and saying, like, of course, the players want to do this. And like I that there's pushback from some people's like, you don't speak for me like I my mother is this old or has this or I have kids like I don't want to like it. I don't think it's appropriate, you know. So, yeah, there's a lot of hurdles. So, you know, I don't I just don't see the how they're going to have European players ready in a month's time because, you know, from this episode drops on what the fourth. So. Yeah, in less than a month's time to come home for for training camp. I just don't see it. But again, I don't know. Things are things are moving one way or another. So, but who knows how slow or in what direction? And and you said and like I mean everyone. I mean just I mean just go on Twitter. Everyone says as soon as everyone we shut this down, there's going to be a massive wave where millions of people are going to die. So essentially, you're telling me if all these sports leagues open up in the summer, starting June, which is next month, people that pretty much everyone is going to die. So like, are these commissioners like, are they mass murderers? Do they not care if millions of people die? Like this is like part of the reopening process. So if you're going to tell me sports is allowed to reopen and common folk are not like heads will roll. Like people are going to go nuts if sports opens and people are still out of work. And like, there are people like me who I can't even like another people. There's a like, hundreds wait i mean thousands in way worse positions than i am yeah but like there's still people waiting to get on unemployment and still waiting for their their you know checks and stuff like that it's just like the visual of the nhl and the other sports starting in june next month and then people who want to reopen are told that you're basically you know a nazi at this point like it's just crazy it's just crazy yeah, Like, it, it's just like, I don't know if it's people that are sitting like in states where this is not not a big deal, but around here, it's like, dude, it's crazy. Like, you still can't go outside. And this is next month. I just don't realistically see it. And Andy, answer me this. What's going to happen when the first player tests positive for it? Because you know someone's going to get it if they're yeah. at a hockey rink. I mean, friggin' Sidney Crosby got the mumps like th- four years ago. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like 2015, 2016 around that. Yeah. And it's in pot. Like I, and they're like, Oh, well we're going to, you're going to be on lockdown and we have testing and like, yeah, I just, you have to have things shipped from outside. You're not gonna be able to perfectly police it. I don't know what the rules will be. Like once the players are there, are they, do they have visitation with their families? Are they just going to be not be able to see their families for three months? Like, is that going to fly? Like, are they going right. to allow one person to come in? Are those, per- they have testing for those per- people? Like, is food coming in from the outside, everything going to be perfectly protected? You know, I, I just, yeah, there's so many, it's the risk is so high. So unless we see in this next month coming up, we see like a crazy increase in the availability of testing or just, uh, and it's like, say, say they choose the locations, right? 
So say they pick, you know, a place in, you know, Wisconsin, you know, they have it at that arena. All right. So the, the players are going to stay at what a hotel and the hotel is going to have staff. Are they going to get tested? And they have to ship the sheets to uh, get washed. So, you know, they're going somewhere and the sheets are coming back. Are the truck drivers and unloading and unloading those trucks, are they going to get tested? Are the people at that facility going to get tested? What happens if that facility shuts down? Now, like what happens if the hotel gets shut down because a staff member has it? And the staff member goes home on their shift and, you know, and goes to their house and, you know, their family member has it because they picked it up somewhere. And now they bring it back and they bring like, like, it's just not realistic. Like you can pretend you're isolating the event all you want. At the end of the day, there's going to be loose ends and nothing's a guarantee. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and, that, and that's just a little scenario. I know it's like a little bit, you know, crazy, but it's a realistic scenario that like these players are going to be exposed to this. Someone's going to definitely get it, especially if you're saying that the second wave is like definitely going to happen if we reopen the economy right now. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like I I understand people's desperation to want to have sports and, and kind of get back to being normal and stuff like that. But it's either got to be all at once and we just face the consequences or, you know, we don't do it at all and just cancel this summer, you know? Yeah. Man, it's, it's so frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. And it's again, there's not a lot of. There's not a lot of clarity on what's happening you know, I do think the fact that the league is now openly drafting memos to their GMs about what they're thinking about doing is interesting. So I don't know if, again, like I said earlier, I don't know if this means like this is kind of how we're aiming and it's probably going to piss you off, but you might have to get on board with it. I don't know. Yeah. I Again, everything everything the league does from here on forth is going to be motivated by money. And that's it. I, I, you know, it sounds cruel to say, but it's absolutely true. Now, uh, is this 40% pay cut like real? Real? If I think that's if everything was canceled outright, they would literally have to take like a forty percent cut to their their uh, their escrow. Yes, I believe, but that's if nothing happens. So I think anything they do would obviously play off revenue. You know, uh, with especially in a in a league where they share revenue, that that would obviously lessen it. And you know, uh, and I think that's the biggest thing that with the whole June draft is I think that there is. I I know Gary said something about the fact that they were already paid their money uh, for the TV deals for for services that haven't been rendered yet. So it's like they'd have to if they like didn't get provide NBC with playoffs or a, or a draft or Sportsnet or whoever it is they that would go against their credit next year. So yeah, I don't know. Like it's just I think it's again it's like it just seems that for all their reasons right now for moving things up or for trying to like shoehorn things in seems uh money motivated which but you know i get it that's what makes the world go around but yeah it's just you just like you said james it's like you just almost like to see one thing made in the interest of like you know i understand maybe the playoffs there again players some players don't want to take a pay cut the league doesn't you know want to take a bath on that money because they are a gate league so they need all the money they can get but like the draft i don't see why it's so they can't just wait. I don't get it. And they, they could definitely wait. I mean, this is, I mean, basically this is because nobody wants to take a pay cut next year. And it's like, yeah, that, I mean, that does suck. Like, don't get me wrong. That sucks a lot. And I'm sure there's a lot of players that are like, yeah, I'll play. Definitely. I'll play. Like, I don't want to take a pay cut, but you know, at the end of the day, don't, don't, I don't need to be preached to online then saying that, you know, I'm selfish if I want to get back to work because the whole thing's going to blow back up in our faces if we start, you know, doing things again. And then at the same time, you know, say, you know, well, I mean, they're NHL players are going to take a pay cut. Like, I, I no offense. I don't really give a shit whether or not, you know, these players make, you know, 40% less next year. I really don't like it is what it is. I mean, it's a pandemic. It's this, it's not like, you know, it's going to be like this for the next 10 years. You're talking about one season that's not finished. And like, I don't know. I, f- I just feel like we ended what some of us ended 12 games early, maybe 14 games early. Like we cut the f- regular season by 14 games and we didn't have playoffs and it cost the players 40% next year. Like, I feel like Batman, what are you doing with the money? Like how, how are we not like more prepared for something like, you know what I mean? It just seems like 40% is pretty drastic. 
but you know, it, it, it'll make for an interesting summer. That's for sure. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and again, it's like one of those things that I don't even know what the first domino that really needs to fall is. You know what I mean? It's like, if you don't know if it, if it's something that something comes out mandated by, uh, you know, the local, you know, the state governments for where they're thinking about uh, actually having the playoffs. Like, you know, I just don't know. Like, again, well, that's what I mean. A- like the, the governments are not giving any, like if you turn on the news now, the governments are not giving any projections on whether or not things are going to be normal mm-hmm. in June. Yet yeah. The NHL is making like plans to start, you know, camps back up in June and, you yeah. know, start in July to finish the season and stuff like that. I don't mind if everything's pushed back. I really don't. If you like set a plan, but the thing is though, as a common person, I'm being told that like, I can't even think about going back to work because I'm going to ruin the entire world. But the NHL is allowed to, you know, and the sport, major sports leagues are allowed to say that they want to come back and they're ready to come back. Like spare me that bullshit, at least put yeah. a timetable to everything and say, listen, we discussed with our state government. This is when we think things are going to open back up again. This is our plan. And if it doesn't work, this is plan B. And if plan B can't work, then plan C is just to cancel everything. This is what you're going to have to to deal with and and put it on a vote through the GMs. You know, there should be three, like three, four or five scenarios that you guys can all make up. It won't take that long. And and to figure out, I, I just don't get like why, why it's taking so long to figure that stuff out and why you're already making plans on like when we're going to come back. I think the NBA is almost ready to start to come back soon, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I haven't. I'm not too connected to that world, unfortunately. Outside yeah. of just like LeBron saying something, but yeah, I believe that's the way. And obviously, I think. Um, yeah, I mean the NBA. You know, if well, I saw one thing where well, apparently Mark Messier's sister is like the executive VP for Bauer. I did not know that. But then if you remember him with the the you know the classic Bauer like fire like fire hydrant bucket like it kind of makes yeah. sense i guess because he's got a big stake in it but um yeah apparently bauer is like tr- in the process of trying to create or they're they're openly creating like a special facial shield for the players when they're on the ice so it's like they're not just breathing on each other but you know that's and that's that's hockey where they have jerseys and shoulder pads and gloves on and then they're they're helmets and you know they're for the most part you're like you're checking each other but it's really quick basketball you're openly sweating and holding your sweaty palm on another guy's back like i don't you're touching you're passing a ball back around yeah exactly you're literally you're yes you're literally spreading (laughs) it's definitely the worst was everybody on the nhl bench gonna have their own water bottle yeah it's just yeah and imagine one thing you accidentally pick up someone else's and yeah i guess that's that's under the auspice that oh we tested them when they came in well yeah who are you able to to quarantine their whereabouts after that were they responsible did they make good decisions did they and i'm told these tests are not 100 percent accurate yeah that's too that's a huge thing and then like okay so you know say a player does have it and then he puts his glove you know on the the glove dryer in between periods and he gets passed along like that and now it's blowing literally you know shit is blowing everywhere you know what i mean it's just like this isn't realistic and and you know i listen i want hockey to be back but if you turn on the news and if you ever are in the northeast area the tri-state area and realize how bad this thing is here you kind of get a feeling that like number one it's impossible and number two do people are going to revolt if professional sports comes back and they're they're not allowed to go to work yeah it's like people are already pissed off that that lowe's and home depot are allowed to be open but their business isn't their mom and pop business isn't which like yeah. kind of makes sense yeah so especially if you're a hardware store you know what i mean exactly that's what I, like yeah exactly 100 percent. yeah um it, it'll be interesting and like listen yeah. i want this to get approved by the state i want the governors to say it's safe to play hockey here we have you know you know well you know you got to be obviously careful and things are going to change you know heading into this summer and stuff like that but at the end of the day like like i mean I haven't gotten any any vibe from anywhere, from any governor, from any state saying that like things are OK to go back to somewhat normal normalcy in terms of everyone all at once. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it'll be interesting. Uh, I do feel like this last week 
we got a lot more news than we usually do. So I'm curious to see between uh, the episode that you're listening to right now and next week if we have a little bit more illumination. But uh, yeah, I just, again, just like you, James, the math doesn't add up. But honestly, everything I've heard for the last three months hasn't added up and things are moving forward anyway. So I guess we'll we'll see where, where we're at. And you did say it perfect. Like, you know, whether it's next week, two weeks, a month from now, you and I will eventually be screaming at what the NHL <laughs> what happened. Ends up to, yeah, yeah, it happens. You set but, your watch to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting a season because the NHL can plan and talk, and that's exactly what they should be doing. But to sit here and say that, like, a season's definitely going to happen and just not do it in a very smart way is so frustrating because it's just like unrealistic. It's getting hopes up. It's building up this false sense of reality. And at the end of the day, sports is the most non-essential thing right now. And, and, you know, it it just seems like it's just not going to happen. It really isn't, but those are just my feelings. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I eat my words. So, <sighs> yeah. Well, one of these podcasts, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess before we leave, I will say in a little bit of uh, actual hockey, just hockey related news, uh, KHL defenseman Miko Leitinen, uh, I believe he was the leading defenseman scorer in the KHL last year, uh, is coming to, is a free agent. And he's been linked to a few teams, the Rangers being one of them. But it is uh, important to note that he only on Instagram, he he does follow a slew of NHLers he's come in contact with before. Uh, But the only NHL team he follows is the Rangers, although I have there have been conflicting reports of whether or not he is linked to them or if he he's just because I don't see a fit because the depth the Rangers defenseman depth chart is kind of crazy right now. He does play on the left, I think. So that might be good, but. And that's another. You assume he, he. You assume he'd want be a player of his caliber. You'd assume he'd want to step into uh, a situation he can play without any opposition right away, um, and not have to. Honest. He's not. He's too. He's too good to. To. I mean, although yes, I understand is the KHL, but you would imagine if you're the top scoring defenseman in the KHL, uh, and you've been pretty good in international competition, he won a, a gold medal at the World Championship with Kako uh, over the summer. He's played with uh, Alexander Georgiev before. Uh, he played on HV71 and won a uh, championship with Leah Sanderson before he came over to the NHL. So he's linked to a, a few Rangers. So that's interesting. And li- like I said, he only share he only uh, follows one uh, NHL team on well, Instagram, which is the Rangers. But yeah, that's another uh, thing too. Is there is there, are I haven't read anything. I'm sure yeah. this is out there, and you probably know it. Mm-hmm. Is like, is there like when do the when can teams start signing these like random free agents? Oh, I I have no idea what this means. If be, you know, with, with with this free with free agency yeah, free agency being like um uh what's his name Ho- uh Hoglander with um Nils Hoglander yeah yeah like is he now allowed to play for the Vancouver in the playoffs? I don't think so. I I don't think they would allow uh players to come over if that was but. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen anything set set in stone, but I would imagine any player picked up on free agency if they choose to keep July first still free agency. I don't I don't assume those players would be eligible to play in the playoffs. But again, who knows? Maybe they the NHL is <laughs> they've been making a lot of weird decisions lately. So who knows? Yeah, I don't know. are they? I don't think push so. that date back because like if you're well, you know, again into next year, don't you want to start negotiating for the following year? Well, yes, and you also want to say like your listen, your team uh, in the playoffs. You guys went for zero for this on the power play, and just saying in the KHL, I was like the number one trigger man. I had the most power play goal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. So you know uh, that's a huge thing, but uh, I assume it gets pushed back because I don't. I don't think that really that shouldn't matter. I think that's the one thing that everyone can agree. Like I understand for when with things like the draft with TV commitments and getting players in, but with free agents, I just think like as long as everyone has the same amount, like can't talk to them, then yeah. So, but yeah. So who knows? Uh, again, I think the Rangers have too much depth, so I don't see it happening. But you know, and I have heard that he's heavily linked to New Jersey, which sucks because he's probably really talented. But um, who knows? Maybe the Rangers are. And have done really well signing uh, 
high profile uh free agent players so yeah so who knows but i guess we'll we'll see yeah no i'm uh, the, you know the the first thing i think that's going to you'll you'll get set in stone is whether or not where when the draft will actually be i i've feeling that you'll we'll find that out next you know what i mean yeah i that, that's what it feels like because the wheels because... are turning the gms are now going to let it be known what they want because yeah. if you sit in the back seat on this on this conversation as a GM, you're going to end up getting burned because you know the squeaky wheel I think is going to get the grease here, and so you know, although everyone will probably have a vote, they might not like what they're voting for. So yeah, so hopefully, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully they so, figure it out soon. Yeah. All right. So when we speak to everyone next time, uh, yeah, I'm sure. We'll have some more information, uh, and I'm sure we'll have some more fun content coming up. Just to, as a final thought, uh, I watched the NWHL, uh, which is the National Women's Hockey League. They had their draft last week, and it was a virtual draft, and it was absolutely awesome. They Each pick was, uh, you know, it was over Twitter, so it was, like I said, it was a virtual draft. I know they're going to air it, but whether you air it or you have it virtually online, each pick was made by, like, a special celebrity you know, in, in air quotes. So it's like, uh, Pat LaFontaine picked for the Buffalo Buttes and Ryan McDonough picked, like selected, a, a someone from Wisconsin who was getting drafted and Stephanie McMahon from the WWE picked someone for the Connecticut whale. Cause that's where WB is located. So it was really, it was really well done. It was really succinct. And I obviously with the, the sway and the pull, the, the, the NHL has like, it would be really cool to see each pick instead of like it being like Steve Eiserman in his war room or whatever. Like, like for St. Louis, like I want drunk Brett Hall, like doing yeah. a keg stand in his basement to like make the pick. Right. You know, or Absolutely. whatever. Yeah. Or even get celebrities like or St. Louis, like John Hamm makes the pick or like Margot Robbie in her like is taking a bubble bath and makes the pick for the Rangers. Like, I don't know. Like, absolutely. Just they have fun with something. It, right? Yeah. Something like that for yeah. the first round, for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't you know, I don't just want to like flash back and forth to like you know, Jeff Gordon's Oak, you know, office somewhere being like, Oh, this is who we're taking. And then it's like, cool. Now we're going to go to Pierre Dorian in Ottawa and, you know, like have fun with it. Like, yeah. And that's the, that's the thing that I, I'll just say is that no matter what you do, I was going to say someone from Uber making, imagine the first overall pick for the Ottawa senators and it's the CEO of Uber. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. But have fun with it. Like, if you're going to play, if you eventually play with an empty arena, like, yeah, have fun with it. Like dress the seats up, like have gritty doing stuff in the background, you know, have special camera angles or lighting, uh, play, play, play music lightly in the background. So there's always something going on and not just listening to like an empty arena, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, or just have a guy playing the organ, like, like quietly the whole time, like, you know, dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 you know whatever like just make it different like yeah no i i agree and uh before we go because we are approaching an hour here um panarin doing you know oh, painting, his basement? painting his basement i mean isn't he the, the best isn't he the best thing that's probably happened to this franchise in a while he just I mean, he could be he, the best thing that's happened to us like maybe he, ever he just, besides he just it's just never has he ever given us anything bad like it's always good he's always positive he's always happy he doesn't get phased by negativity like he's you know he's really clearly really taken to new york uh tell he's you what he's he looks more he looks he, like he's in phenomenal shape still Oh, he's he's always been low key jacked. He's a tiny guy, but he's like shredded as AF. And yeah, he's been built like all year. He's been working on his like house in Connecticut. So this is a guy that has all more money than you could count. And yet he like puts up his own fence. He paints his own base. And then you read about the fact that he literally came from nothing and like poverty and was like raised by his grandparents and like had to wear like small shoes inside of skates because they were too big. Like he understands the value of like what this stuff means to him. So he's a, he, you know, he clearly is someone who, you know, he, he, he understands the value of a dollar. And so hence he's now painting his entire, yeah, he's fixing up his house in Connecticut. He's fixing it up. He does the thing with the masks. It's like, it's just all good with this guy. It's like never any, like, and that's what I love. It's like, doesn't matter. It's just positivity all the time. 
100% effort, whether he's painting his house or he's, you know, uh, making videos with his dog or he's training or he's giving out masks to uh, workers, you know, working at a hospital in need. Yeah, he's just he's just a, a, a beautiful light in, in the darkness is Artemi Panarin. And God, God damn it, I love the bread man. Yeah, we'll have later at a later day, later podcast, maybe the top five best um, Panarin moments. Qu- yeah, quarantine Panarin moments. Like, yeah, I'd be you and I way. will create the list and then just present it to the people. Um, sounds good to me. All right. All right. Should we wrap things up here? Yeah. Uh, again, thank you for listening to us. We hope everyone continues to stay safe and healthy. Uh, and I guess hopefully that we find out by next week that uh, for the Rangers, it was Miko Layton season. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.